0: Karina, Bruce, it is fantastic to have you here. And I'm really excited because we're together, which makes it unusually nice.
1: Are we doing the (laughs) 1.5? I think
0: we are probably doing the 1.5. And of course, we're sitting on my bed, which is great, but it's handy because you live around the corner. So we've got lots of soft surfaces. So hopefully we won't sound too echoey. So this is all about you and your business and what you've learned along the way. And I know you've learned loads. So I'm going to start with what it is that you're doing now. Yep. Um, Tell everyone what it is that you do now and why.
1: So we have – Blazer is the co-founder of the business that we run, which is called Hear Us Roar. And effectively it is a marketplace for curvy women to be able to go and find beautiful fashion that's quality, um, that's available, you know, that's just really from – laundry all the way through to you know Well I can do a little where. testimonial just oh. when you
0: had your little pop-up shop last year yes. and I went out to High Point and just got the best, and everyone's commented on it. That the best blue sequin jacket. So everyone who's seen that. But I also yep. tried on loads of different things, and I had that newsprint coat. Oh, that was gorgeous!
1: That was one um, body women. And I can't
0: remember what all the other ones were, but there was you some really. So
1: and Diane Covino, that sequin jacket. From yeah, Park, that sequin jacket is gorgeous,
0: and I wear it as much as I can now. It's very you. But I guess the point is that. With Being, being a curvy woman, and you said it on the show as well when yeah. you were on the show, there's just nothing around. So tell everyone, I, oh, well, so I, I I'm jumping you into your story. why. Yes. yes. So give us your well, why. Well, so
1: I think growing up, I've always been sizable. So I've, you know, I've always been, you know, at least a size 16 or above growing up. So in my, what, since
0: you, since you were sort of 12, 13, yes, really? all in my high school years. And ago, was that just height? Cause you don't um, look like no, curvy really? No, it just, wasn't. Okay. It was, all right. But you know, it's, it's Well, it's I'm, I was the fact. same. I was it's, the same. Yeah. You know,
1: you just kind of, you know, I used food for comfort because I was bullied and there was a few, you know, there's stories behind that. Right. And then, um, you know, I kind of got myself on track and I got into modeling in year eleven year twelve.
0: What a great fuck you to all those oh people giving God. you a hard time. I'm sorry, I know that's probably inappropriate to say that, but I
1: was I was, sh- I was shocked. I was like I was like, no, they're taking the piss. I yeah. actually thought they were joking when they approached me to to do
0: it. So where did they approach you? Like you hear these stories where you're oh, standing at no, a bus stop. Not, no, no, no. Are so so like, it um, was a Kate friend Moss? of mine. So yeah. she
1: was a hair and makeup artist and mm. I was going shoots with her, um, just as like helping her out, assisting the that assistant. kind of thing. Yeah um and then one day she goes Karen you really need to do curve modeling I'm like don't be daft there's no freaking way I am going to be a curve model I was like you know because society imposter syndrome people yeah, will society tell me the, people are laughing at me for so long that yeah. you know I was bigger and which is and so I was rubbish because, because
0: you're the one who told me size 16 is the average size oh, for absolutely.
1: women absolutely absolutely in Thank Australia it's the average size so <laughs> I um you know and I used to grow up I used to wear my dad's hawaiian shirts you know right. do, do you remember when clueless was on the movie yes, clueless yes, back in the day yes. and All my friends. That was Alicia. uh, Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. Yes, with the knee-high socks and a little... Tartan oh, those mini little skirts. Tartan Mini miniskirts, yeah. Yeah, that was my era of, you know, when I was t- kind of right. going out and, you know, I could never. Mine was seen... more boy
0: George. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it.
0: Big love coats, it. tangly hair. Yes. Madonna, although that was sort of wearing bras out. And I had really big boobs oh, so and I, I was that. just so desperate to wear my, the bras out. But in those days, bras for big boobs were like beige scaffolding, oh, yeah. is what of I course. used to call them. Yeah. Just there they weren't anything sexy about Nothing. them at all. And oh, you'd look course. at Madonna wearing these great things off the shoulder. Yeah. And showing off her bra straps, and I was like, I can't show anyone my beige no. practical well, bra strap. But anyway, so you had Alicia sit brother. the Silverstone, yes. Yeah,
1: so I was, you know, so I was always, you know, that one in the Hawaiian shirt, you know, from my dad's closet, and the, you know, the big kind of crepe black pants, and it was completely oh, unfashionable. The
0: boys' version oh, yeah. of, of that, right? Okay, hundred
1: percent. And so because because there was no choice, yeah. I, there was no. Internet, you know, marketplaces no, all over the place. And there were no pictures of curvy women in the media no anywhere. And I, and I was one of Vivian's first, Vivian's model management's first curve young women, right. you know, to, to grace their board. Wow. Um, and so I, all of a sudden when I first, so anyway, back to the story about how I got yeah, into the yeah, modeling, yeah. let me finish that story first. Um, and I went and she said, look, I've just got, so I, I kept on saying no to my friend who was the hair and makeup artist. I, I really didn't, I just felt like I'd, I'd get rejected. Right. I really genuinely felt that I don't want to put myself up for that level of re- rejection again because you get it constantly yeah. growing up as it is and, and being a woman yeah. and being on the weight and don't need it. Anyway, so I thought, you know, so I'm going to, and she goes, look, I've, I've got an appointment with, a, a, you know, um, another sort of, you know, job I'm doing, come along. And she, we drove up and it was in Turak and I'm like, okay, so where are we going? She goes... Karina, I've booked you in to go see the modeling agency. And I'm like, you didn't. I
0: love her already. I, I absolutely I her love her moment. for doing that. I was like, that.
1: no way. I said, I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm, I told I'm you I'm sitting no, in the car. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> in. And then she looked at me. She goes, Karina, I've got my reputation on the line here now. I've put, I can't call them and say, no, this is, this is my life. Like my business. They have Every, made time they, for you based correct. on my request. Correct. And then I thought, oh shit, now I feel bad. Look, I'll just go in, suck it up. They'll say no and I'll walk out again. And, and she'll, no be, in car and she'll be in the car with me and I've got someone
0: and, to talk to. <laughs> yeah, and I'll,
1: like, berate her all the way home because I, would, you know, yeah, you shouldn't have been. Me yeah, out, yeah, I told you. It. I told you so. <laughs> so I walked in um, and they accepted me on the spot.
0: Oh, my God. Like, on
1: the spot. And I was just like, uh okay, what? what? <laughs> I was just. That is I was, amazing. Yeah. And then I'm not then surprised. On, You're so I've, stunning. I just started working a lot with, you know. And it's height as well
0: that they want. So they're probably, they're looking for all sorts of things, not just.
1: I think back in the day, like I started modelling 15, almost 20 years ago. Which is what? 2000, around
0: 2000. Yes.
1: Before then, 1997, I think it was. Right.
0: God, God, how old were you? Five?
1: No, I wish. (laughs) No, I was literally in year 11. So I would have been, or year 12, I would have been, you know, 17, 18 at the time. And so I, um,
0: so she, you've gone to Vivian's and they've said yes. Yeah, they've said yes. They?
1: And then um, I started working so much; I paid my for my way through university. I was booked all the time. And then I was like, "This so is fantastic." So who's booking you? So who was booking Maya, you? What? A lot was, you know, my oh, good the Harris scarf. You know, the the, the big catalogue kind of catalog stuff. stuff. Yeah, right. And then there was the, you know, the smaller, more independent brands as well. Um, you know, even like Levi's and stuff like that. And then I yeah. thought, this is great because this is showing women that they don't have to be... Because I was really nervous. I was like, you know, how do you get somebody that's been bullied and overweight for most of their life to come out of their shell and be a model? Are you serious? That's right. That's right. So I took... Someone said to me um, this, and I took it. It's not about you. It's about the message that you're sharing with all these other women that are out Ah,
0: there. Ah, nice empowering message. It was an
1: incredibly... But I needed to hear that. And then it wasn't about me anymore, and I wasn't insecure, and I wasn't... Oh, my God. You were a vessel uh, for, like, getting this message out there. I was like, you know what? If this means that there's less anorexic, bulimic, you know, teenagers going through, you know, the course of their life because they see real women surrounding the culture of all the, you know, the the skinny and, you know, the mainstream women that are out there, at least there's a bit of light at the end, a bit of hope. Yes. You know, that little bit of light, that little star shining. Maybe I'll be lucky
0: like her. Yeah, Yeah, it was
1: more just like, you know, there are options. So that was kind of you know when i go back to the hierarchical concept that's where it all stemmed from it stemmed from the fact that there was no fashion choices i wanted to go out like alicia silverstone with my girlfriends but i couldn't because there was no options for me to have the equivalent that would look appropriate on me
0: yeah right
1: and even if i didn't i just had no choice even if i wanted to do that that the ones that were the alicia silverstone producing brands didn't go I mean, into my i still my see science. it
0: now i see girls who are, who are really not, I wouldn't even call them big girls. I would just say that they're normal, but they're a little bit more solid than those stick models that they have on things yep. who are wearing clothes that I think is deeply unflattering. Yes. And deeply but, awful because but the, they probably fit into it exactly, and they're so thrilled that exactly. there's just and something. Jules,
1: you know what it is. It's it's choice. At least they've got the yeah, choice. Yeah,
0: true. Back
1: when I was, I, uh, there was no choice. Yeah. It was Dad's Hawaiian shirt and it was the crepe pants, the end. Yeah. So I just embrace the fact that, Whatever style voice they want to have, if it is that they want to wear inappropriate yeah, things, course. that's on them. That's you do you. Yeah. And if that's if that's what you want, absolutely party on. As long as that brand that that, that they're purchasing Wearing, from yeah. goes to a size that's in, inclusive and embraces yeah, women that are not, you know, size six, especially when. You know, the average woman is a size sixteen. I mean, so who's, are
0: there very many brands? Well, I don't even need to ask that. Actually, I was going to say there are many brands that don't go to a sixteen now, but there are loads.
1: Um, there are loads, and not only that, loads. the
0: sixteens that they have are really fourteens or twelves. Yeah,
1: and it also which it, is correct.
0: deeply, deeply so that demoralising when you walk in, try on a fourteen or a sixteen, and yeah, go, and it's really oh 12. my god, it's really too, too tight. Yeah, I you know. Well, I
1: think that goes back to the second sort of you know part to the hero's World journeys. There was a lot of brands that we would see doing exactly that, that they would basically just grade up. So size 6, size 8, size 10, they'd just continue it through to a size 16, if not an 18, right? Yeah. You can't do that when it comes to curve. The true brands are supportive of the curvy woman and the curvy physique are the ones that would get a fit model in at a size 16 and make the changes that are appropriate for curvy women. Right. So you what you're saying is up.
0: you just can't grow no, up. No, yeah. you can't. And I mean, the other thing- there's,
1: there's things that change and move yeah, and hips and true. breasts and arms and everything's Thighs and different. Tummies you know? and tummies. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're all disproportionate and all over the place. And you've got to be able to have someone that the pattern makers can actually create and a lot of the the brands that we have on the hear us or platform a lot of them actually double grade which means that that, you know most brands go for two and a half centimeters and they just grade up every you know size. oh is that what a size difference is two and a half centimeters okay between the two so five and then That, that, so that's what we do. We make it so they do it double grade. So so it's a a little more generous. So, you know, if I was going to buy one of my brands, I would need to consider which brand it is and go, right, yep, okay, so I want to be a small in that, or I want to be a medium in that, or I want to be a large in that. It'll all fit me. Yeah. But it's being able to understand the brand and And how
0: they're fitting, how
1: they're fitting for you. And that's, that's part of what we wanted to do at Hirosro. We wanted to create a whole plethora of choice for people. You know, whether it be, it. you know, whether you're 50 years old or you're 20 years old, you can go to Hear Us raw and you can hopefully find something.
0: And Curves to... takes on all sorts of things because Curves is really tall and really what I'd call quite slim, but really you're just too tall for all the
1: yep. um, and there's bigger also brands. The, the... And then
0: there's the really petite yes. women who are a bit we larger as well. We get a lot well.
1: of petite women, you know, um, that, you know, are very round. And they yeah. you know, please See, I help. think of
0: them with pants and things like Everything would be yeah. hopeless. You can't just turn them up. Yeah. Turn up the pants.
1: So it's kind of that. So that's kind of the reason why I, you know, Blaze and I wanted to start Heroes Raw because when we were doing the modelling, because Blaze is also a curve model, we were, you know, we, we were constantly being put in things that we would never wear.
0: Yeah, right.
1: And I'm like, so not only is there no choice, but I have to, the choice that I do have, you're forcing me to wear this. You yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think so, I mentioned, I remember, I can't remember what the brand was in, in, England but there was a brand that I loved that had things that I had never ever seen in Australia because I was probably a 16-ish when I was in London and you could go in off the shelf and be and it was things that were way too big for me and the other thing that I really loved and I remember Trent Nathan doing it in Australia back when I was I think I was Maybe looking for clothes for my year twelve thing back in the eighties, yep. but I remember thinking, "Oh my god, I fit a size ten now." There was no way that was really size ten; it was more like a size fourteen. But he had given smaller sizes on bigger shapes, if you know what I mean. Yes. So you'd you'd walk out going, "Oh my god, I feel amazing, yep. and I fit into a size yep. 12. Yeah, you know, and yep. then the designers just do not think about that in no, other brands.
1: Not, but also, you know, it's not sexy. Right. To, to be able to cater for the curve market, right? Yeah, you know, right. I mean, when you're thinking of a, from a designer perspective, they want to be catering for the size sixes and the size eights of this world.
0: I wonder why. It's just, it's a funny mindset, it's isn't expensive. it? I know well, that they used to say, mindset. they used to say it was if you're thinner, the clothes hang better. But I mean, surely you don't make clothes to hang well, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you make agree. them think, to be worn. You know,
1: when you see a curvy woman and, you know, she's like a Marilyn Monroe Mar- and she, un- and she, owns she totally it. owns it. And, Totally, that it's just delicious. It looks amazing. It the confidence does. and everything that you know they exude is just it's that's just just raw beauty. It's totally sexy.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, so I keep interrupting you. So let's go back to you had become a model, mm-hmm. uh, you've been modeling for a while and then you met Blaze. Yep, is that how it worked? And yeah, you decided so together, like, let's well, just do something about this. It was a
1: bit of a journey. So, you know, it took from you know. Starting modeling to doing this was probably a 15 year gap. Oh, so okay. I went, so I went into um, modeling overseas in America yeah. and I went into the corporate space, yeah. which was great because I got a lot of skill sets in you know, the operations management side of things and sales management and relationship management, account management, events management, all of the things that I would eventually need for Hear Us Raw. Right. So I was kind of building my repertoire of skills. Yeah. Which I think is important, especially when you're going to own your own business. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, throughout the course of that journey, I just kept on thinking, what am I wearing? What am I wearing? What am I wearing? This, where is the choice? Right. You know, I don't want to have to buy something Internationally, So I basically have to buy six or seven items just to be able to get, you know, the, the cost yep. of shipping down to a, a reasonable. And then, you know, I did, I remember, and I think this is one of the triggers as well. There's two triggers for me personally. Yeah. One was I went on to ASOS and I bought seven dresses. And not one of them fit. Not one of them fit. Why and am I, not I surprised? was like, <laughs> I was seriously. And then I was like, hold on. So, so now I have depressed. to send it all back. And I, I was like, I can't be bothered. You know, like I, I was just like I gave them to my friends and, you know, uh, it was
0: just uh, – I'm sure that it's just a, on that. But. Of
1: course, but it's just a hassle, you yes, know? Yes, yes. Whereas the second thing was there was – and this was the year that um, I started was uh, do you remember when the jackets, you know, this kind of, you know, sports jackets were in, you know, yeah. where they, you'd know, have the roll. Oh, yeah, I still and, roll them up, sadly, yeah, on my Yeah, I love yes, that. Yes. But I wanted to find a really good, I didn't care what the price was. I was willing to spend whatever it took yeah. because I wanted a good quality, quality. sports jacket. I yeah. wanted to wear it over jeans. I wanted to wear it over shirts. I wanted to wear it over, you know, even to as the office. As the a office. suit for the office, yep, You know, relaxed, casual, you know, maybe even over a dress or something to, you know, an evening out, whatever. So I wanted variety, and i just wanted to find something and i swear i spent 5 hours in the shopping centre going from store to store trying to find this nothing nothing right and then the thing that the clincher <laughs> was i went into gorman and now yeah. i knew gorman wasn't going to have my size in fairness but i went and i thought well she's going to know right because she's in fashion high end fashion she's going to know where i can find this piece that, that I'm, I'm looking so for. That's just a basic
0: need. piece. Like, it's come on, a basic it's not piece. like you're looking for a gold lame something or other. You're looking for your basic Sports black for, navy tweed, whatever it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And so I went in there and the, I expressed my, you know, my needs to the cust, the, the salesperson behind the the counter, and she goes, Oh, yes, I know exactly. I know exactly what you need. Um, and she basically said, Okay, so what you need to do is you need to go down to the very end. It's next to Target. There's a little store on the right, and I basically I, I ran. ran. I, I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited!" And I I won't mention the the store, but when I walked there, I turned and I looked at the store. I said, "Wow, that store is for over sixty year olds." Yeah, right. And uh. I would have been probably you know thirty at the time, and I'm looking at this store, and I just and I you're just going, burst this is tears. my only option. Yeah, I mean, I just crap. burst into tears, and I was like, "Wow, I can't." even get a sports jacket and I thought this is ridiculous Mm -mm. I'm not obese no you know I'm not you know like why is all these brands and society excluding me from having something that I want that I was willing to pay for and I just got fed up and I was like you know what enough's enough so I went in search and so did blaze we both went in search of so where did
0: you meet blaze what what was that connection
1: this is another great story oh my (laughs) gosh stories after stories so after that incident with the jacket I thought stuff it I'm I'm gonna I created a business called a which was like Adam and Eve. And I was gonna start with women's clothing and then get into the men's kind of plus size yeah, you know, yeah, down okay. the track. You know, yep. once I kinda, of, you know, got my, you know, the my feet under the desk, so to speak, and started to run. Um, and so I reached out to all these designers and so I had probably about twenty five designers on the platform and we decided or I decided that we'll do a runway.
0: Right, nice.
1: So I was like, okay, well, we Curvy Couture wasn't running because so. Can Couture, I just
0: ask, were you doing runway when you were modelling as well? Were yes. you doing that as well? Okay, good.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I had experience in it, but there was no runway that one specialized in curve. Yeah. Or the ones that did didn't do curve in a kind not of real curve way. Oh, it was okay. All just
0: so it was the grannies it, and yeah, uh, it was more just the, low targeting you know, low of targety kind of
1: kind of you know they just. You know, and it served a market and served a purpose and, you know, they did a great job, but there was nothing to, there was no runway that I would want to go and sit down and, and, and pay to go and say, I wanted the equivalent of Vamp for Curve. Yeah. So I, I went out and I thought, you know, I'm going to do this. And so I got a ton of sponsors on board and we got Bella Model Management on board and, wow. and their models and we got a hair and makeup team from Iridus Cosmetics, which was really, you know, um, Peter was great and she brought a whole group of hair and makeup artists with her. Um, and we basically got the designs, we chose, or curated basically the designers down to about 15 because we yep. couldn't have everybody just in yep. time or be sitting there doing a runway for five
0: hours. <laughs> Although for us larger curvy women, probably oh. sitting down for five hours and seeing oh. that there was that much out there yes. even would be <laughs> amazing. Great.
1: Well, so and then the day came and we had banners and it was at the uh, the substation here in Newport. Right. This and is Melbourne was for anyone Melbourne. who's wondering. Yep. Yes. And so it was completely decked out. We had like a, you know, stadium kind of seating and oh, wow. I had the runway sorted out and I had this beautiful like iron adiv with flower display at the back of the runway yeah. and the models were pumped and the audience, people travelled from Tasmania and Sydney and you know, Perth, all over the place to come and see this. And, you know, the feedback was incredible. And I had it all catered for, so there was beautiful hors d'oeuvres and the Cupcake Queens had these beautiful cupcakes with, you know, a div on the top. And oh, you'd
0: really gone oh, all out. Yeah, Like,
1: literally, I had Spewing, gone I to the nth degree. And even furniture. <laughs> I got furniture brought in that was luxe, like, you know, big, you know, kind of sofas and, and you oh, well know, done. like really arrangements. It's like the little touches that make it the It is difference. the absolutely... So it was an incredible amount of work. You can imagine one person trying to manage yes. an abundance of, of things happening. Um, plus, of course, still run the business, you know. So it was like, it was a, you know, it was a very, and I had a one year old. Yeah. At the time. Yeah, and yeah. so I would, always it, happens when your baby's a, 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 that's
0: when I became really entrepreneurial was up. You just kind of go,
1: you just Not go gonna, Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm going to make some changes here yes. for the life of my child, maybe. I don't know. But. I
1: know. And that's kind of, So I think that... So was, you
0: did this amazing so event. So we did this amazing
1: event. And about probably four months before that, Blaze opened
0: Hear Us Raw, because she's from Sydney. Okay. So she was the one who kind of started the idea of a Kirby marketplace.
1: Well, I opened a div before Hear Us Raw was opened, yeah. but then she opened and we had the same designers. Right. And she flew down to Melbourne to see the runway show that I was yeah. doing. And after the show, she stuck around and everyone left and we were all drinking or whatever. And she stuck around and she goes, Karina, oh, my God, this was incredible. It was amazing. And sparks just flew. We just fell in love with each Imagine other. Imagine what we could do. It was basically <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? And I think that night as well, you know, I had a chat with my husband and he was like, Karina, you can't. We've got three kids. They need you and you're running 24 7 at this you know you've and I get so that you're so passionate about it and that's commendable but you've got to also have time for the family and so I thought to myself you know what let's do this let's you know because blaze couldn't do it all herself I couldn't do it all myself and we had so many and two plans. Plus, and
0: one plus one, really, when it comes to women, I think, does make about four. <laughs> oh,
1: oh a, a hundred and four. I know, right? Yeah. And then we thought, you know what? We had so many plans and we wanted to open up pop-up stores all over Australia. That was both of our visions. Yeah, right. And so we thought, let's do it. And so we opened the first pop-up in Sydney, literally only probably maybe four months later. Wow. And, um, and we were together and it was on and we shared all of the news with all the designers and they were wrapped in the ones that weren't on Hear Us Raw. I bought a cross and vice versa. It was just like this kind of, you know, it was just consolidating. And I love the name Hear Us Raw. That's why so we So do we I did absolutely choose. love the Cause name. Cause we we're as like, well. oh, you know, like Adiv or so Hear Us many Raw. Pe- I know, Which right? one will we take? And, <laughs> and so many people like kept on saying to is it Adivy or Adivy <laughs> or Adiv? I was like, okay, the fact that there's yeah. confusion. No deal. Whereas there
0: ain't no confusion with Euros Raw. Yeah,
1: I loved it. And Blaze is incredible with branding and marketing and So
0: her background's retail as well, is that
1: Well, yeah, she's She's so much younger than me. <laughs> she's so That's much right. Younger so than you're me. so
0: much younger than I, me.
1: I know, right? So she's um. So, so she kind of came out of uni and she did a startup. Um, you know, lady startups and all that kind of Amazing. thing. And She was featured in Mamma Mia and um, Marie Claire as like you know someone to sort of watch a you know woman to watch in the future and um you know and we basically just brought our minds together and she basically came out of uni and straight into hear us raw effectively. Um, and drew all of her experience from, you know, her love of branding and the passion that she had about around fashion and the lack of choice and all the things that, you know, I've just shared and we just kind of, you know, hit the ground running. Hit the ground
0: running. And how long ago was that?
1: That would have been three years in September. Uh, I think it was right. three in September is when Heroes Us Rule launched.
0: So now, so that's amazing. And I, and I love that story. I love Ooh, it I when know. women come together and sparks fly with yes. business. It can be so exciting. But tell me about the entrepreneurial journey because you, since then, and I know we touched on it on the show, but we didn't have a lot of time to talk about it. Yep. Have gone and tried to raise funding for it.
1: Yes. Now, this is a whole nother kettle <laughs> of fish. <laughs> oh, um, yes. I know that much. We, because obviously, as an entrepreneur, you learn. You're learning new skills every day, and yes. there's no, not even a question of, oh, you know, that's not my job, or no that's, <laughs> you know, that's that's outside of my zone or whatever. It's just fuck, get in there and get get onto it. Like if you don't do it, no one else is going to. Correct, do that. and not... I kind of love that too. And yeah. Blaze is very much like that as well. And um, so we both just we just learned, and so we are both extroverts, and I think that also has helped us greatly yes. because we. We had to learn. We knew early on we needed funding, and it took us probably. We thought to ourselves, and the feedback that we had from our network was, "Look, get some runs on the board first, because nobody's. You know, we're not we're not blokes. We're not going to get you. I, it's He's funny. I know. I was going. I was
0: about to say, yeah, you've got to prove it. But actually, my brother raised a million dollars off the back of a PowerPoint presentation. See? so I know with the guys, it's, it's and, and I just easier. had a guy come and visit me this week who's been doing the handle your own PR program, and he said, uh, "Oh yeah, I've managed. I just got another mill." You know, yeah, last just, week, just, like they just throw just it around. Memory. Like, I mean, you just got to go even a hundred thousand oh, would change I everything. Know,
1: I know. And that's, you know, and I think that's the thing that it's, it's very much a journey and perseverance and resilience you have to have in, in abundance <laughs> because we went, we, and we created the pitch deck, which is the basic PowerPoint presentation yeah. effectively that you need. To be able to go and do all of, you know, have the in potential investor yes. understand about your business, where it's at, where it's been, where it's going, what you've done, what you want to do, what projects you've got, and what so you want, how
0: much money you want, and your what you're going you to do want. with the money.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And it's in detail and it's competitor analysis. It's, 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 it's hideous. It's a lot I've spent about a year
0: trying to put one together for myself. Yes.
1: And it's intense, but, yeah. you know, you get to the end of it. And, you know, once again with Blaze, it, it was brilliant. We just kind of worked off each other because, you know, we've got similar but yet different skill sets. Yeah. So we worked off each other and, you know, we just put it together and um, we went to Scale Investors and we went to independent. Was that the first one that you went no, to? No, that was probably so, the last one. I was, was going to say, so
0: for anyone that doesn't know, Scale Investors is a VC fund that is or a VC company that has only got female um, contributions and only supports female founders. So. No, 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 no. Sorry, oh. I'm going to have
1: to. Yeah, so, correct me. Sorry, I just. So it only supports female founders, but the actual people on the committee or the people that would, VCs that would potentially be yeah. giving the money, is women and men. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, I, but so it's not exclusively I, right. women investing in women. It's it's still, it, but it's people who want to, to
0: exclusively invest investing in female in founders.
1: Correct. And so, right. um, you know, so we uh, we originally went to uh, we worked our networks right. and got a series of um, really solid information and really helped us to elevate ourselves from people in the industry and people, you know, outside of the industry that, you know, have experience in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we basically um, started networking at, you know, wholesale investors and, you know, places that we could kind of go to work the room. And yeah. we would basically go and introduce ourselves to everybody that was there. You know, what are you looking for? Here's our, you know, he's our elevator pitch, you know, yeah, that right. kind of thing. And um, then, we had we identified there's probably a handful of individual VCs potentially that kind of focus on the retail sector. Yeah, um, and I think the the thing for us was not only does you know less than three percent of women get funded in Australia, yes. but retail's not a sexy industry to be in really from a VC perspective. It's not. It doesn't yeah, deliver right. results. In an you know immediately it's, it's not like probably also or...
0: slightly higher risk but I wouldn't have thought that that would be unattractive to them in some ways because, well no well I mean you just no. you look at some of the businesses and I'm not on a man hating spiel here at all but I just am so envious because you look at the businesses that guys have you say retail's not sexy but I'm sure that if you were a bloke and you were going in there with a mimco or or whatever you'd find funding straight away so I just I mean look and I'm probably guessing mm. but I actually had a really interesting conversation with um Aaron Young, who runs Ticker TV the other day, about this, because I was saying, I'm not a man-hater. I'm not turning She's the Boss into man-hating. And he said, well, just something you should know, Jules. And I was like, what? And he said, when we first put out um met, uh, we on LinkedIn, started saying, I'm looking for people to interview, he said, you were one of two women and about 150 guys that responded. And I said, are you kidding? Yeah, and he wow. said, no. And then he said, and I've been speaking to a friend of his or something, to do with investment and and he that the feedback I'm getting and I, and of course you're going to get this from different angles is just hardly any women are applying which is part of the reason why
1: I just wonder if they just don't know where to get started or I know, or that confidence. they can't do
0: the pitch deck which yeah. is so hard to do Yeah or what it is—it's just interesting, isn't it? Oh, maybe I, it's that just was the, the reality of, of
1: juggling—you know—family life well, plus yeah, business I mean, life plus the VC world. It's—it's it's a, it's a and big also ask.
0: we speak—we do speak a bit of a different language. And and yeah, Joe jo Munro, who I've interviewed in this, worked for Men are from Mars, Women are from Venus for mm. a while, and she talks about how women just do not. speak ask for things in the way that guys understand they're yeah, being asked for something. <laughs>
1: do you yeah, know what I mean? of course, of course. And that so, makes
0: sense. Yeah, it kind of does because, yeah. I don't know, we kind of ask in a roundabout. about, I mean, I know that I have gone away from VCs and said, gosh, I just wish somebody would just pipe up and offer me money thinking that they might do that just yeah. on the back of me saying that or say, oh, well, I'll help you. We'll just fill out yeah. that document. But I don't think they actually hear those words. No. They, they don't hear that you're actually asking them. Yeah. They just think that you're making a joke about it. No, you got to be, yeah, yeah we're be not clear deck, enough.
1: It's got to be direct.
0: But anyway, uh, so you so you started off with... So,
1: yeah, so we went and we had... Um, so we got lots of research under our belts and we, you know, then we started to kind of work the room at like places like, you know, Wholesale Investor and then we kind of identified a few key people to sit down with in the retail sector Um and they weren't in the position at the point in time that we sat down with. It was literally just before bushfires. So it was right. like oh, the timing. timing. Yeah. It was horrible. Followed
0: closely by pandemic. Correct.
1: And so, and then just before, um, during the bushfires, but just before COVID hit, we did a round. So we sat down with the CEO and her counterpart for scale investors and they loved it. They loved the concept. They loved our pitch deck. Yeah. Loved, you know. Basically, what we'd achieved thus far, because I always had this—you know—you've got to have some runs on the board. You know, do a million, and then someone will give you a million. That yeah, kind of right. concept. Yeah, right. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And so we wanted to get some runs on the board and want to prove our worth. Yeah. And then we basically thought, well, okay, well, now that we've got runs on the board, here's, you know, here's our great story. Uh, you know, here's our exponential growth curve. Yeah. Give us some coin, you know, <laughs> and so it was, and we love your curve. Yeah. Right? So did you say something else? Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. 100%. So it was. So they wanted to get us in front of us, you know. So basically, the way it works is they send out basically your pitch deck to their investment right. community, or who with way? the
0: recommendation of we think Correct. this is a goer. Yeah. Yep. And they
1: they sort of pinpoint who they would sort of target within their community. Um, and then, yeah, so then the, they don't continue the process unless there's been a minimum sort of $250,000 right. raised by at least one, if not more, of okay, those, of the initial, of the initial sort of um,
0: angel investors over there. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, when we did it, it was, yeah, it was bushfires. It was just before Christmas. Um, and we didn't get that we didn't raise those got, funds and yeah. that was kind of what stopped us. And then we had the pandemic. So we're kind of like, Oh, pause. Yeah.
0: <laughs> funny about that. Yeah, yes. Funny about
1: that. So it's that kind what of, what a
0: journey though. That's amazing. Been incredible.
1: But I have to say, um, you have to have thick skin, Jules. You just oh, yeah. have to have thick skin. That's and you, really
0: good advice. Actually. i never, when I ask people about advice, people don't say that, but you are you a do. million percent true.
1: And you know, you've got to get out of your own head. Like, you know, there's so many and i know this from my personal experience and also from a lot of the women i know is you've got to get out of your own head and believe you can do it because we i don't know every every female that i have surrounded myself with has always had a little portion of themselves oh no you're not worthy of that or i,
0: I don't, don't even know do you know maybe it's should, maybe it's sort you know, of that we give lack of ourselves confidence or maybe we just give ourselves permission to fail like if this doesn't work yeah, sure. it's not going to be the end of the world and by opening that little door mm. i wonder whether you are immediately kind of
1: allowing yourself, allowing
0: yourself to, that it's not going it might not work mm. and so you don't kind of single mindedly push ahead i don't know what it is but i 100% agree with you and i'm afflicted a, by it
1: i mean there's also a lack of confidence as well i think with those women that are out there that have had kids mm. trying to get back into the oh space god of that's the such a tough
0: tough time as well you know well. so i
1: think you know you're coming from Having kids, you know, some mums do a side hustle and, you know, start breastfeeding and, you know, all, you know, having all Turning of the things, that into something. Turning it into something. Um, and, you know, then having to kind of couple that with, oh, I'm I'm mum mum hats on, but then hold on, let me just put on my VC hat so yes. I, can, you know, get that
0: funding. And, Which is about as far away from mum hats oh, as, as you can possibly 100%. be. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. intense. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Well, what a journey. Okay. Now I've got a whole lot of other little funny, quirky questions I'm going to ask you along the way. So are there now, and I don't, well, you've already told me about the, the amazing blaze, but let me just ask you, because I just think this podcast is for women in business and it's about women in business. So have there been any women in business that have helped you along the way? Um, enormously. Any particular Enormous ones scene. that sort of stand out that you can um, do a little shout out or a little story George, for George us?
1: Brooke? I just no, to...
0: <laughs> no, not me. I
1: love it. Um, <laughs> so I think for me, there's sort of two sides to that question. I kind of, you know, I kind of see because there's been a lot of women in my life from a corporate sense before yeah. I went on my entrepreneurial journey. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and I think, you know, a lot of, you know, I love in a corporate space when women support women. Yes. You know, and they really try and, because we have very much a tall poppy syndrome in Australia and, we, you know, everybody kind of wants to pull you down if they see you achieving. So. Well, and, and
0: also there is a culture in corporate land anyway that it is, is a bit dog eat dog. And, mm. you know, I mean, I'm not in any way saying anyone is a dog, but I'm just saying we've got to climb up over. Of course. The, uh, unfortunately, the broken bodies of others to yeah, get to reach to get the to glass to wet, ceiling, yeah. which, which is not. Know,
1: which is shattered anyway. Which is just <laughs> so crap. Just cracked yeah. And, you know, yeah. Um, so I, you know, I think that there's been a lot of people holistically in my life that have, have done that. And I have always tried to, and probably not successfully at times, but I've always tried to be that for others. And I think as yeah. I've had kids and gotten older, I'm very much in tune with ways that I can help others as well. So I think that's very much in that kind of entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I would have to say all of the designers that I, you know, work that I with. work with for Hear Us Raw these women are incredible. Like I just, their stories alone are, you know, are just amazing. And, you know, two that kind of stand out for me um, would be Danica, who is the founder of a brand called Revoke. Yeah. Um, she is a mum of two and she's incredible. She lives in Adelaide. But she's totally business savvy, but she's juggling because she's got yeah, two kids and, you know, life. Um, And the other one, Mary, which is Mary by Design. She's based in Sydney and she's a bundle of laughs and she's effervescent and she's, you know, they're always very supportive of what I'm doing. And, you know, obviously I try and reciprocate that with what I can do through Us Roar as well.
0: I think that's great. I think that if you can have... People around you that are positive and people around you that have a can-do attitude, it really helps. And even if it is in corporate land, I mean, I I have literally only probably spent five years of my life working for another company, but it was a fabulous company that was like a big family. It was Mm -hmm. had about 150 employees and we all knew each other. And even now, 30 years later, we still have reunions. Like it's that kind of a, a weird one, but I had a boss there. And the thing that she said to me that has always resonated, because I love change, so I am a bit weird in that I love change and um different things, but I remember her saying to me, it's only when you let go that things will happen. Yeah. And I didn't know quite what she meant at the time, but I remember leaving that job and all of a sudden all these options coming to me and I was sort of like, oh, I wonder if that's what she meant. And Don't then in, the in my own businesses I've been hyper- um Entrepreneurial, like to a stupid degree where I've had maybe six different things on the go at, at any one time. And I think it was another woman that said to me, you know, just focus. It was a guy that said focus and then I remembered the boss again. It's like let go because as soon as you let go, things will start to happen. Yeah. And it's really true, um, I think anyway, as a, as a sort of little bit of advice. But there was just this fantastic woman who I loved who was single and she mm. treated all of us. Really, I mean, we were all in our early 20s. We were like her family. Um, There's always,
1: there's also another, um, a saying by old Wendell Holmes that I absolutely love that I try and live by. Um, and it's a bit quirky, but it's to, to, to find the simplicity, the other side of complexity.
0: To find the simplicity on the other side of complexity. Yes. So in other
1: words, do the work,
0: Yeah. you know, do the work, do
1: the hard yards, get in, get amongst it, learn all you need to do. Whatever it takes, and then enjoy and relax once you've achieved it. You know, oh, you look I back you know, don't take the easy way out and just take, right, yep, I've got that, you know, simplicity, it's just done. Um, but you know, to do the work and to have that kind of that complexity, if you, you knuckle down and you, the complexity, of the one. other side of
0: simplicity. I do so. love that. There was, and one more, just, there was yes. a guy I remember, um, who's also on Ticket TV now, Scott Kilmartin, and he and I did an, on, had our entrepreneurial journey almost at the same time. So he had a, a, um, he was making bags out of billboards, had a business called Hall, and I was just launching Handle Your Own PR, and I remember saying to him at one stage, oh my God, Scott, like I would never tell anyone else, but I've got about $16 in the bank and I do not know what I'm going to do tomorrow. And I remember him saying, Jules that's going to be chapter two of your autobiography. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? It's he so said, true. well, chapter one is always, this is my successful story and I now have this fabulous life and live with all these amazing people and I can buy whatever I want and I'm on holiday all the time. And I was like, right. And he said, and, and yet chapter two is always, but it, it wasn't always yes. this way. Let it me take you back to when I was living on baked beans yes. and living in a flat and, that's you know. so true. It is true, it's isn't
1: just, it? Yeah, no, it's in. Absolutely. And and that, that is the journey you sacrifice
0: so much. So much. And so much of your life, because it does mm. take years as oh, well. Of course
1: it does. So you've got
0: to love what you're doing. You're I mean regardless. It. And you can't be doing it for the money because the money doesn't always no. come through. No, that's right. Um you've just got to love it. Alright, so um Where are we for time? We've got enough time for me to ask you some pivotal moments. Big successes, failures, things that have gone well or gone badly that you've learned from that you want to share, and you. And I'm not forcing you to. So no, to, of course, there's,
1: there's oh, it's, the, the list is endless. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I think the first thing. But I have wanted, there been big moments? Yeah, I think the first thing I want to say on this is to just holistically to never get caught up once you've made the decision. So whatever the decision, yet, yeah, let go. <laughs> so don't look in the rearview mirror. So if I, I would have made a plethora of mistakes throughout yes, the course of yes. the Erasmus journey. And I can guarantee you th- there's no point fixating on them because that's not going to do heroes any no. good or myself. So it's like, shit, okay, well, what have I learnt from that? Let's apply it and move forward. Forget it next. It's that those kind of yep. moments and those kind of um, – I think one of the things that we did too soon was we tried to get into the U.S. market. Okay. So, we so what got, did that involve? So we got – when we were going through trying to find investors, we did meet with a couple of Texas men that were interested. Wow. In, yes. In, in giving us, like, a, you know, a money. Actually, Texas
0: being a state that I would imagine probably does have some larger oh, women. Oh, absolutely. that's yeah, absolutely. No, not as out there as I thought. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so um, they were just. Dazzled, and they loved what we were doing. They, you know, we sit down. Oh my God, it was we were there for hours, just expressing all the things we wanted to do, and they were just so motivated by it. And they talked all the way home in the plane, apparently, about you know all the things, all the could things do. they
0: could do. And what happened?
1: Um, well, basically, they said, look, let's just give you a little bit of money to test out the. American dream, so to speak, the American market. Um, and so they did, but they sort of managed it. And it wasn't, we weren't set up and we weren't ready.
0: Too, too young. It's too
1: young. And we were still trying to, you know, we're still trying to grow the Australia New Zealand market and still trying to get, you know, more of a process you know, established about how to get more international designers on board because that's a real challenge for us here in Australia because of shipping costs.
0: Yeah, right. So, you know, so in terms of the retail, in terms of how much it's going to end up costing 100%, the customer, 100%. yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: And also returns. Like if you know, if you buy something from us and it comes from Denmark, yes, you how know, do you get ha- it back easily. Exactly. I can't get you to send it back to Denmark, so it has to go through here. Us, or and how do we manage that? And there's also processing the costs associated with you know, yeah, being yeah, able right. to you know get that back and, and, and staff involved. And there's it's quite complex complex it's not as simple as oh you know he's a label you know yeah what I mean? yeah absolutely um so you know so we we i think we're a little bit too young and i think we were still trying to find our feet locally
0: yeah and, and I, I, do, I did the same thing i i had handle your own pr in america within a year of launching and i've actually done it three times and it has never worked yeah i you think know, you also it's... need a
1: presence there you know, if we'd had someone yeah. over there to kind of, you know, really kind of not knock on doors, but, you know, be <laughs> that, that instigator and really be able to understand well, the culture. My, And my
0: big learning out of it was it, having someone doing it part-time doesn't work. So it's mm. very easy to go and find another mum in America who loves what you're doing, who says, great, I'll do it on the side while I'm looking after the kids mm. and, um, you know, working my part-time job. And it just doesn't work that way in no. the same way that, with my business, I had it as a, as a side hustle for many years, and it wasn't until I made the leap and worked in it that it really started to take off. And I think the same thing um, when you when you jump into another country is you've got to have worked out where all your sales are coming from and what the yep. processes are going to be 100%. here. Rather, 100%. I mean, I remember at the time going, "Oh my god, you know, they've got such a massive market. We're going to need a yes. tiny bit. We're going to have hundreds of customers, and it's going to fund everything." Yeah, no, Just didn't
1: I work. mean, yeah, I mean, that's. That's, that would be glorious. I, I
0: know. It's absolutely glorious. And you do and read about those in magazines and go, oh, I might be like them, but, it, I but I don't I think, think that's 1%. I
1: think from our perspective, we need to do more research. We need to understand the US curve woman better.
0: Who would be I would imagine larger than the Australian curve sure as well. and, and
1: you know there's differences like the u s market they're they're open to a lot being more bold and vivacious and color and print and you know all of the things that you know Australia's very conservative. no, but are we? I don't know I always
0: are. Are. do you? Yeah, I do. felt like not, we're, we're not better. given any options, so therefore yeah. we are we we are Maybe. we do what with what's given to us, but yeah. i I'll never forget going to Florida on my way to Jamaica on a holiday with my big boobs and walking into a JC penny and in the five dollar bin or something it was you know like it was a sale bin were the most gorgeous bras and undies yeah. that fit me yeah, cool. and they had them up to like Z double Z I mean yeah. they were just so huge oh yeah and they said yeah yeah we've got you know we're used to it here and I thought wow we don't even have that here to okay. see whether it would have worked and here we are we're now 20 years later and they do have bras for that are yeah. colourful for bigger boobs, and yep. they have gone yep. down that route. And I think, God, they could have done that like 30 years oh, ago and put 100%. me out of my agony at the
1: time. I know. Yeah, 100%. And look, we've got a long way to go. Yeah. And we've got, you know, there's still so many gaps in
0: the well, just market. So- Australia be where is one of those countries, I think, that, you're not that you're ashamed if you're bigger but we are so obsessed with sport and flat stomachs and athleticism that if you are not that kind of a woman and I never have been then it's it's just really demoralizing whereas I felt like in America they have so many millions of people and they have so many millions of overweight people Mm. that they know the market's there that it's worth them giving it a go whereas here we just don't get access to
1: no, that and then you have all. the you know the token brands that will say, "Hey, we're going into curve. Woo, look at us!" And you know they they're <laughs> and doing they it two just, items. Or yeah, something. they're doing it just to get on the bandwagon of you know the, the kind their of FOMO, curve. just yeah. in case
0: we've got two or three larger women yes. in our audience, we should we should do it, which
1: is ridiculous.
0: Okay, so now talk to me about um, being an entrepreneur, how and a mum. Yes. How are you juggling work and life? What sort of hours do you work, and how do you yep. do you I have a clear the, time that's work no, and not work? Well,
1: I think it's it's two two answers to that. There's the <laughs> there's the COVID answer, yeah, well, and we, then there's the real answer. Okay, kinda, well, give me the COVID the answer. The COVID first. answer is yes, I stay home with my children yeah, all the time. <laughs> basically, when COVID hit, um, you know, Blaze and I kind of made the decision. You know, family comes first. I've got three kids. I had to homeschool. Um, and we really scaled back on, and also out of respect for everybody, really, we scaled back on the whole, Hey, look at me. But know, I mean, jacket. I reckon
0: retail must have frozen for that first month anyway, because people were like, I don't even know if I'm going to be getting any more money. So why am I going to spend it on spend clothes? On
1: anything. Um, and, and if know, I don't I'm not have going a job, I don't need that, that dress. Um, so yeah, I so did we... hear
0: that, um, Louis Vuitton LMVH or whatever it is yeah. the, the, that, that brand had a 90% dip in sales through COVID and I thought when you have a brand that's all about, you know, people need to see it to see how clever, you know, like expensive handbags Mm. that need to be seen so people go, oh, she must be rich because look what she's wearing Mm. and when all that disappears, your market's gone.
1: Yes, I know, I know. So, sorry, anyway, so for you. Oh, yes, so COVID (laughs) was very much a, you know, kind of take the accelerator off and just pause and just pause um and i think you know holistically that was great for everybody um you know kind of a good message kind of get back to so that, take that a pause and breathe stage and then you know but outside of that the first year when i started a dive, it there was no balance i right. had a 1 year old i had a 3 year old and i had a 5 year old how you
0: even fitted in having those pregnancies were you back at work within 6 weeks
1: no 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 i so I breastfed for a year with Jason. I breastfed for a year with Oliver, and then I breastfed for eight months with Hannah.
0: Wow! So were you bring them, just bring them with you everywhere. No. So oh, shut up.
1: Well, <laughs> what did <do> you do?
0: <laughs> and
1: then, um, <coughs> so you no. Know, so when I started, deep Hannah was one, so I wasn't breastfeeding at the time, but I was working from home because all of you know it's a marketplace, so it's all yep. online. So it's lots of phone calls, lots of you know. So she was playing. So she was you know I had you know a really really solid support network, which I'm very blessed to have. My, my mom, my mother-in-law friends, like, you know, so I'm really lucky. So if I did have a meeting or I did have something that I really did need to focus, you know, that one-on-one real kind of consolidated time, i would just pass them off to, you know, wherever, or, I'd increase their days in kinder or daycare, depending on where they were. I think Jason was at school in prep at that time, right? So it was really it was a challenging time. Um, so it was definitely I, I was on the go twenty. And seven. hubby working as well, absolutely. So he, the kids were just in care and with yes. and with friends and family. Yeah. Okay. So so that was kind of so I basically got to the point where I was literally I'd get home, washing goes on, dinner gets cooked. Um,
0: Bath is run, bottles are out. Yep, absolutely.
1: It was literally, and literally, you know, John would entertain them for a couple of hours between sort of that five to seven time frame. Yeah. And I'd be working, I'd have my laptop up and I'd be working. Um, and then, you know, then on pause to go and put them to bed and to, you know, read a story or do baths or whatever, and also to help because there's three. Yeah. And then once they did, I'd stay and I'd be up till one o'clock in the morning and only to do it all over again. But I was my, you know, I was, it was only me. Yeah. So I had, I had, I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders because I had to get this right and I had to get, you know, I had, wow, well, you're all these a hard taskmaster and,
0: for yourself though.
1: Yeah, but I think I I learned that along yeah. the ways, and espe- especially meeting Blaze was a great, you know, because we were able to sort of divvy up the work, yes. and she was great at saying to me, Karina, stop, just pause, we just need to stop here. This and is not
0: that urgent. Yeah, it's just not urgent. Take your just weekend. Go home. <laughs> yes. Your kids
1: need you, or you've got that event, or whatever. Just we'll do it tomorrow. And I was like, I love you.
0: Yeah, you know, it's almost good. like she
1: just gave me that freedom of like just take. Just, it's well, funny, like, isn't it? When we've got this, I call you know? it when you
0: have a really good female partner, I had a fa- a business partner in my, um, PR agency as well, and they do fully support you and kind of, do, I used to call her my enabler. I would just yes. go, she lets me do yep. what I want to do. She yep. tells me to go home and says, don't feel guilty. No. I'll never forget firing a client once. And I said to her, I'm still shaking. I hated doing that. And she went, that's the whole reason we work for ourselves. Yes. We don't have to work for anyone you don't like. That's and right. I remember thinking, that's so I love true. you, Simone. If I was on my own, I would have been in bits over oh, that.
1: Yeah. And that's, but you, I think as women, especially because we're more empathetic, I think we need someone there. kind of give us that, you know, to say that that's okay. And I think the second thing that I learned along the way that I wanted to probably touch on that I think was relevant is we don't celebrate our successes. I remember a few, like a a year or two back, I remember we hit 500 K in sales or something and, um, I was just going at a hundred miles an hour. And I'm like, right, and and you know, place it, yeah. And I'm like, yep, next, right. We've got this to go over over here. We've got this. We're so busy. Was... we have got half a
0: million dollars going through yeah, the business. I blah, know, blah, 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 blah. yeah. And
1: she's like, Karina. I'm like, yeah. She's like, stop. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> yeah, and and she's like, um, I'm gonna go get a bottle of wine. I'll see you at your <laughs> place in you know ten minutes or whatever. Like it was just that yeah, moment. Yeah, great. Of, Where's we don't celebrate we don't stop to celebrate the success that we do. It's have, really important uh, that you, you know. Do. I think I
0: over celebrate possibly, possibly <laughs> celebrate to compensate every night. You to about? you. <laughs> (laughs) But with Simone and I, we'd be like, oh, let's go and treat ourselves to lunch. We've had such a good day today. Let's go out for dinner. And then we'd start going, well, it's business and the business is doing really well. Let's go to a really expensive restaurant. So we did that a few times.
1: Why not? And that's the thing that I think. I think that is important. Yeah. And I think Blaze taught me that because I didn't allow myself because I was so used to just come on next. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Because I I like being busy. It's my natural personality. I don't like to stop. Um, You know, that's just. I enjoy that. So, you know, but when she said, you know what, I was getting almost entrepreneurial fatigue. Yes. And so f- by her saying that, I was like, oh my God, yes.
0: Stop. Stop breathe. for five minutes. And enjoy just breathe. the yeah, Enjoy the sunshine. Yes. Go outside and have a breath of fresh air. Yeah, and we're so used to kind things. of
1: running that you know sometimes we do need to stop to say, hey, that's not working. We need to pivot over here, or that's working really well. Let's Actually, do that again. Actually, that's a good
0: point too, because the stopping also gives you a bit of perspective. Freedom, yeah, to, and to, objectivity to, to, to just think. kind of look back at what you were doing and adjust if necessary. Yes, um, brilliant. Well, we're coming towards the end, but I always ask this, and and I get interesting answers, but. But is there a quirky fact that people don't know about you that you'd like to share? Quirky. <laughs> If there um, isn't, it I used to play matter.
1: saxophone to the point where I almost used to be able to teach it. Are you kidding? Yeah, I got level seven AEB.
0: Are you in bands? And, no, anything? I never.
1: So I, I went down. I had this dream, like when I was in high school or uni or whatever, that I'd be on the, I'd be like a, a front boss page of Rolling Stone, and, like just <laughs> be like this total badass, and I'd be on the front cover of BRW magazine in like this suit with like serious glasses. and you Oh, know, you've like, got it
0: all planned. Oh, uh, did just, it have a saxophone in it somewhere <laughs> in that image? No,
1: I, it was. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I look back now, not that you know reminisce on it but you know it's you know I look back and I never really focused on modeling overseas so I was too busy wanting to find my next corporate gig my next yeah, corporate right. you know my you know my I really wanted to prove myself in the corporate space uh-huh. so it was um yeah so I you know I could have done so many different things but you know oh I know is it, brilliant isn't that's it? right I,
0: well I mean I say to people because I love decorating houses and I love doing like you know that changing rooms kind of thing of you've got no money let me just like with a with a can a couple of cans of paint and moving your furniture around I could make everything look different and I love doing that and then people started saying to me oh would you do I did it for a couple of friends and they were like oh would you do it?" our friends really like it and I went no because I would have I need probably four different jewelsers, yeah so I can do all the different jobs I would have yeah, liked to have done and saxophone player would have been incredibly cool it would well, be so cool can you
1: still play though um well I have I've got the saxophone at home actually I haven't picked it up in like 15 years time but, to
0: pick it up you know, and show the kids that you can yeah. make it make noise make, make even. noise
1: maybe when i'm you know older i'll join a band and yeah I be like
0: you know, well TV. i just became a tv presenter at 53 well, so there you go. go all right so now for just a, this is just a bit of fun and it's not relevant to business really but on your, phone. I just love apps. So yes, this is of a, for no reason other than me being nosy. What are the two most useful apps on your phone outside of banking? I don't want oh, yeah, to no, be, or course. mail or whatever. Um, just...
1: For me, it would definitely be Go Noodle.
0: Oh, what's Go Noodle? Go.
1: Oh, you've got to get amongst it. It's, what it's is it? Terrible. It's, like, it's it's so a game. Great. No, it's for the kids. So basically, right. it's for Hannah, really, because it's you know that kind of you know five year old age kind of yeah. range. Um, but it's basically, it's just all these kids that are dancing to these really, really catchy songs. <laughs> and it's like Eye of the Tiger or something. Oh, that's, you okay. Know, Those they're... kind
0: of who let the dogs out kind yeah, of things.
1: Yeah. Like, and, and so she follows along and she does the dance and it's just hilarious And then you can't get watch. it out of your head. Exactly. Exactly. And the other one I would, yeah, I think, oh, ABC3 for kids, like, because okay. What about why. what about
0: apps for you? Do you have any apps that you Not, use for business or that you no, use yourself for fun?
1: No, I try. Really, really interesting. Well, I try really, really hard, really hard to make sure that I don't go down the rabbit hole of all of the
0: distractions. Right. Because you know God, you are one single-minded woman, aren't well, you? It's I love just, it. It's
1: just more if it's there and there's a, you know, there's a number 10 next to the Instagram or something else on LinkedIn or Facebook, there's, you know, you've got the numbers. Yes, well, there's you, the you social apps. You have the social apps or even in my mail, you know, I've got this tendency that I, I need to know, what is it? It's like if someone's ringing on the phone, who is it? I've got to pick it up. I just got to know. <laughs> so funny. So, I, I, used really to be, so
0: to. I used to be that like that with my mail mm. and then I started putting it through Gmail. I don't know if mm. you've done anything like that. And now I have 29,000 unread emails on my phone. Oh I my would, God. in the olden oh, days, I would have had yeah, okay. a heart attack at having one. Same. But when I was on Outlook, I was able, I would just mark them the as unread. I'd make through all of them and I'd either delete them or whatever. And with G drive or Gmail, it comes through three different kind of sections, whether it's mm. updates, promotions or mail. And that is the beginning of the downfall. Cause you don't see all the ones that are, yeah, you know, the newsletters okay. and the. Whatever's and the appointments yeah. and things and slowly yes. they start to disappear and you go I'm not going to go back six weeks worth yes, and no, remove them so no. you end up with these outrageous numbers of yeah. unready. No, so I'm pretty phone. good. I
1: only subscribe to the things that you know that I like business of fashion or you know all the things that I really mm-hmm. would. Yeah. You know that I would want to learn from more podcasts or things I just get added like to
0: things. I think without um, yeah, but then spend I a lot of time unsubscribing. Sorry, yeah, because to...
1: otherwise my email gets full of crap.
0: Absolutely.
1: And so as soon as I see something I know I'm never going to you know be interested in or want to see again, I straight away unsubscribe. So then I just it's done. Oh, you're
0: good. Well, you
1: have there's to. The to thing, there's thing. There's
0: an get... app called Unroll Me, Unroll mm. Me, that will go through and delete things that you haven't looked at yeah. and also unsubscribe you from things. It just gives you a big, long lists of things you've subscribed to and yes. you can just go in and do it, yes. which I did for a while and then I think I deleted something I really wanted or I couldn't find. I went, oh, oh my God, I'm not going to do it anymore. Yeah, that's not good. All right, well, I think that this has been mm-hmm. the most amazing chat. Thank I you. love, love, love speaking with you and thank hearing you about so your journey and thank you for being so me. honest and, um, you know, sharing so much with us because some people would like to position themselves as being you know, perfect. Yeah. And I don't think perfection really so helps fun. anyone or,
1: or <laughs> yeah. anything. I know.
0: So I really, really appreciate it. Now, if anyone wants to get hold of you, what's the best way to do that?
1: I'm um, probably just email is probably the best. So Karina, which is K A R I N A. Yeah. At hear us au.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Well, I highly recommend hear us raw as well. And, um, I have a feeling you'll be popping up in all sorts of exciting places in the future. I and I love so. it that I've been having a chat with a model. Oh. <laughs> So thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Jules. I appreciate your time.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this She's the Boss chat episode. It was great to have you here. If you want to stay in touch, you might also like some of the other things that we've got going on with She's the Boss. Firstly, I've got the She's the Boss show, which is on Ticker TV. Now, you can watch that either on tickertv.com.au or you can download the Ticker app from any of the app stores. So Apple and Android, and they've got an app that is for your phone, for your iPad or tablet, and for the smart TV. Or you could join us for our free Zoom lunches for female founders that we hold online. The best way to do any of these things really is go to she's the boss.com.au and on there you can register for the lunches and I've also got links to the website. So either way, I hope you've enjoyed it. I'm really enjoying digging down and getting down to the nitty-gritty with these women and I hope you'll join me for the next episode.